Welcome back to Cunningham's Law Review, where our goal is to listen to the top artists and songs of the last 100 years, starting in 1920 and working our way forward. Four days a week, we review what we hear and share the history of popular music with you, as we do. I'm Richie, your host on this musical journey, and the day is Friday, which means you're listening to side A of one of our very special Cunningham's episodes that we call You Should Know, or YSK. Today, we'll be hearing from an all-woman bunch of badasses, the Dead Deads. So, today's going to be a little different than our regular listening series because it's Friday. And on Fridays, we take a step back from our chronological journey to recenter ourselves and take a break. In today's episode, which is the second in a special series which we call You Should Know or YSK, we'll be listening to an artist or album that deserves to be recognized, but for whatever reason never took off. If you have a suggestion for a future YSK, we'd love to hear it, because if you should know, we should too. If you're not from the Nashville area, it's entirely possible that you've never heard of the Dead Deads, but they've toured with Bush, Chevelle, Skid Row, Head P.E., P.O.D., Otep, Stone Sour, and many, many more. Their live show is simply incredible, and it's packed with nonstop energy, powerful performances, and the kind of crowds that make you want to be a part of the whole of what's going on. I saw them live when I found out about them, and I was immediately taken back at what I was witnessing, a full-fledged, no-BS rock band in 2015. In fact, Chuck Garlick of Alice Cooper's band said the same thing. He said, quote, I felt like I walked into CBGB 1979 the way rock used to be. The Dead Deads are the real deal. Chuck Garlic is 100% correct. At Cunningham's, we believe that in general, genres are an academic waste of time after broad strokes. But since people are going to ask, instead of just listening to the music, the Dead Deads describe themselves as punk metal grunge rock. So that's helpful, right? Of course it's not. But luckily, this is a podcast where we're going to play the music anyway. So you don't have to bother yourself with genres. We're going to hear it. So Rainbow is the Dead Dead's 2014 freshman offering, and it has 11 tracks. In our review of IO Echo's Ministry of Love, we looked deep into the lyrics and even the textures to find meaning hidden in between lines of dense imagery. On this album, the Dead Dead's address loneliness, meaninglessness in the face of an ever-expanding universe, and even abortion as a sign of religious hypocrisy. But they do it in a much more in-your-face way, so this won't be the same kind of listening experience. With all that high-minded stuff, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. The 10th track is just about weed, and there are aliens and zombies in this record. And that's totally fine, because not every record has to be a high-minded statement piece just to be good. That's not what good means. We have five different categories, and sometimes you just want to rock out. That is where this record shines. And this is a pop culture mishmash of absolutely amazing rock that clearly comes from the kind of pure place that you can only find when you write play, and practice with a group of people who want to create something great and true. It's not the most polished, and that wouldn't happen until their Flying Saucers EP, which is some of their best music, but limited to four songs. But what the Dead Dead's record Rainbow is shines through in how fun and engaging it is. Things to listen for are some sly references to Charles Darwin on the title track, clever wordplay flipping religion on Nope, and a straight-up punk legalize it song about weed on Weedo. Weedo has a dual function as a song, because if your foot doesn't tap when you hear it, it also tells you that you're dead. Throughout the album, one of the absolute highlights that deserves very special attention is the drum work of Angela Lees. 
Without reservation, I can say that she is the best rock drummer I have heard since Dave Grohl, and it is one of the great injustices in the world that she is not on her way to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame through some vehicle. There is no part of the album where she gets in the way, nor a part where she does not stand out and add engaging depth. Had the Dead Dead's Rainbow come out in 1997, this episode would be superfluous, because you would know them well, and their music would be on every 90s playlist that you're still not sick of. So, I'm ready for Friday, I'm ready for an excellent album, sharing it with you, and reviewing a personal favorite. For those of you listening to this podcast through Spotify, there's a version of the episode available to you, which includes all of the music as a part of the podcast, so you'll only have to press play once, and everything including the music will play on its own. Now, the episodes with built-in music are limited to Spotify, so if you're listening to this episode through a different service or on YouTube and still want to listen along to the music, a playlist of what we're listening to today is on Spotify and is called Cunningham's Law Review YSK2. You won't need a paid account to access that playlist. You can also find a link to this episode on the Cunningham's Law subreddit at reddit.com r slash Cunningham's Law Review. We want to know what you think about our reviews and the music we're hearing, so make sure to join us on the subreddit, leave us an anchor voicemail, or reach out on Twitter at Cunning Review. That's all for Side A of Episode YSK2. We'll see you for the reviews after the songs on Side B. Welcome back to Cunningham's Law Review YSK2. You're now listening to the B-side of this podcast where we review each of the songs in today's music and talk more about them individually. If you'd like to join the conversation, the Cunningham's Law subreddit will have a dedicated post for this episode at reddit.com slash r slash Cunningham's Law Review. You can also leave us an anchor voicemail or hit us up on Twitter at Cunning Review. I'm Richie, your host, and I hope you've enjoyed the music or at least heard something new. And since most people haven't heard of the Dead Deads before today, you probably heard a lot of new things. As this is a full album review, we follow the same 25-point scale that we always use, judging each song on authenticity, innovation, catchiness, mastery, and artistic statement. But then we average the total category scores, add those numbers together, and round that to the nearest point. Why go through all of this? Because if an album has one great single, and the rest of the album is filler, that album is bad in total but you would at least see the one standout song with a high individual score, in spite of the album's low review. It's a good balance that recognizes that some albums suck, but have great individual songs. While neither the song nor album should be judged completely independently, it is nice to have both scores as a reference. With all that, let's jump right into this punk metal grunge rock record and look at the songs on The Dead Dead's Rainbow. In the lonely sound, the Dead Deads introduce you to their sound with big fat drums and what Veruca Salt calls a wall of sound guitar. The lyrics in this one revolve around that joyous moment we all used to have pre-COVID when your social anxiety had you hating going out, but not as much as you hated staying in. The singer ends up going out, feeling like she's in hell, but realizing that hell turns out to be where she feels a little less lonely, so it's good enough to stick around a bit. In a major departure from the more poppy parts, the last part of the song devolves into a completely different tone where they scream the word dance, and that makes it seem like hell didn't work out as well as intended when you get to larger doses. That also rings true for those with social anxiety, and that leaves an authenticity and artistic statement score of 4 and 4. 
In the Dead Dead's early albums like this one, there were five members, many of whom filled in on background vocals and who also added some great synth atmospherics to create a cool sound. You can hear all of that in most of the songs throughout the record, and it gives them a really cool feel, especially the synth. While the band is currently trimmed down to three members, including Meta Dead and Daisy Dead, who are also the only sustaining members of the original quintet, the sound has shifted into a purer version of drum, bass, guitar, and vocals. And it works out often with some really strong material, so I suggest you check out the Dead Dead's post-original lineup stuff, which starts in earnest after their Flying Saucers EP. By that point, they'd already lost one member and soon would shed another, but it's some of their best work near to this original soundscape. Rounding out a score of 18 are a 3 in innovation, a 4 in catchiness, and a 3 in mastery since most of the Dead Dead songs are less challenging technically, minus the drumming, which is very complex. The song does receive a foreign catchiness because while the Dead Dead songs may not be the most complex, they are usually pretty catchy. Now you're going to hear me talk a lot about Billy Dead's drum work throughout this review, because honestly it's phenomenal. She does not cease on Rainbow to add depth and interest to each song while consistently driving the music without overpowering it. It's a really impressive balance. In Pyrats, her drums and the synth create a foggy scene suggesting a ghost ship slowly moving through the fog, and we get our first taste of some of the Dead Dead surreal visions of the world for an authentic expression and a tighter sound that bring a mastery and authenticity score of four each. This song is a hard-rocking expression of frustration in a relationship and not knowing where you stand. They ask, are we hot or cold? And then they say, you know what, screw it. I'm going to go sail different seas and fly the black flag of a pirate. And you can think about what you're missing. And that'll get you a four in artistic statement. While the Dead Dead sound is well-worn outside of the drum and synth, earning a three, they pull off a catchy song again that gets a four for a total of 19 points out of 25. In the third track, Astronaut, the Dead Deads get a lot more innovative with the synth sound, and they put it up front to match the space focus of the rest of the song with big decays and sweeping movements. Billy Dead again kills the drums in a major way, and it's obvious especially in the bridge to the chorus. The guitar here is also tight to support the faster and yet still ethereal feel of a cold spaceship. And there's a bit of transcendentalism in the lyrics which asks, How can I fault a pale blue dot? I'm just my thoughts. And she lets us know that all the stars you love are dead, but that's just the way things are, so it's not something to trip out about. We're all just human, and we should do our best to be the best humans we can be, because there's nothing else that we can be. Metadead's voice here is excellent in portraying the existential nihilism, and the whole song is just very cohesive. With its probing of transcendental themes, Mastery of a cohesive and innovative sound, the song receives fours across the board for a 20. On the fourth track, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not always going to get every song's uh, lyrical content. And the content-wise here, the best I can do is that this is a catchy song about the organ that starts with a P and putting our faith in machines when all else fails. So, you know, use your imagination, and if you don't get it, go ask your mom. That's cool. Not every song is going to win a Pulitzer Prize, but I did have a little trouble following the uh, content and the lyrics on this one. The song is certainly catchy, earning a four there in spite of the three in artistic statement, with a four in mastery for the tight play shifting through the different phrasing and giving the band the benefit of the doubt that it really is about breaking off a piece and getting on with your life. The song receives a four in authenticity and a three in innovation for a total score of 18. 
And the next song, Nope. This is the very first song I remember hearing live when I saw the Dead Deads. And I stopped drinking my beer as fast, looked up and said, well, that is something you don't see every day. A new rock band absolutely crushing it and using their voice to speak for something they believe in. The Dead Deads here adopt a full macabre theme of death in what I understand is a protest against religious hypocrisy centered around the 2014 Tennessee Ballot Initiative, specifically denying the existence of a constitutional right to abortion in the state through a constitutional amendment. With that specific of a focus, you'd think that the song wouldn't age well, but the lyrics stand to this day as they address the issue by pointing out that God is everywhere, and yet probably over people who don't have compassion for others. Some things make you scream, and that's what happens here. With a five in authenticity and artistic statement, the song is aggressive, brash, and yet still catchy receiving a four there. With the droning synth floor, the sound is undeniably innovative over standard rock and metal, and receives a four there to match the four in mastery. After a song like Nope, it's nice to have a palate cleanser on the album, and that's what you have here with Radio. It's a simple song about missing someone when they're gone, but being able to listen to their music to keep them somewhat close. This song is more simplistic and receives a three in mastery, innovation, and authenticity, with a four in artistic statement and catchiness for a total of 17. On Sour Blooms, we go the other way altogether, and there's definitely a huge Judas Priest influence on this one with a side of Dio. It's a fun metal song, but it doesn't come across as hugely authentic since it's not cohesive with the rest of the album that focuses on more personal issues instead of this world-ending vision of the apocalypse. The imagery is interesting, at least, and the music supports it, but outside of the chorus, it's not extraordinarily catchy, and authenticity, artistic statement, and catchiness receive threes. If there would have been a screamer of a guitar solo in the song, that would have been a huge improvement since these big songs like this usually have one, but as we have it, that's a three as well, as is innovation for a 15 total score. Going from the album's filler to the album's killer, Lemonade is an absolute monster of a song, and a real tour de force for the Dead Deads where Billy Dead's 17 plus individual drum beats are front and center, along with the full chorus of vocals and the Castlevania synth that create a complete start-to-finish rock song par excellence. Catchiness is an easy five, as I have found myself playing this song over and over through the years since I found out about the Dead Deads. Artistic statement is a five also, as the lyrics look at a bad relationship that you can't seem to convince yourself you don't need, and feel that even in death you'd come back just as a zombie for it. In that look at relationships, the inventive imagery is interesting and fun, and it adds surrealism to the ideas expressed. For pulling those ideas and sounds together in a unique way that belies expressed life experience, the song earns a four in authenticity, innovation, and mastery for a total score of 22 to tie with Nope and Weedo for the highest scores on this record. You know, some songs may just be the result of an acid trip and the sudden realization that if you go through a black hole, you might get to heaven. So I think that this song is about going through a black hole and finding out what's on the other side as a metaphor for the afterlife. But that's a struggle because the song sounds like an acid trip set to music. It's not the best song on the album, but it's weird at least, and weird is more interesting than boring. With threes in all categories except authenticity where it gets a four, because I know for a fact there's a song about doing acid on the next album, this song receives a 16. Moving on to the third big highlight of this album, Weedo is a five in catchiness hands down, 
and looks at legalized weed in California and Colorado as the answer to a lot of life's problems for a foreign artistic statement. The punk vibes in this song are great, especially with combined with the many talented vocalists in the Dead Deads that soften and make the harsh guitar not only a good contrast, but an innovative take on that style. You don't often see that, and so it gets a 4 there. Authenticity is a 5 because you know that these ladies didn't write this song for anyone but themselves, and Mastery is a 4 for a total score of 22. In the Dead Dead's parting shot for Rainbow, they bring you a love song from the deep heart of hard rock. The lyrics are playful and more impressionist than literal for an artistic statement of 3, and for a love song, the drums are again absolutely amazing. But they're the highlight of this three mastery song, which was likely more of a thank you note to the people that the Dead Deads love rather than a true expression meant for others to hear and get something out of. Catchiness and innovation are similarly threes to end this album with a 16 scoring song. That means the Dead Deads Rainbow scores a 19 overall, with its lowest score coming from innovation, which averaged out to a three, but with high authenticity, artistic statement, and catchiness bringing the averages way up. When I think of this album, I think of it as a killer rock album that hits so many notes right and makes statements worth hearing in many of the songs. It's another personal favorite of mine, and I hope it becomes a personal favorite of yours. I hope you enjoyed this special episode of Cunningham's Law Review and the Dead Dead's 2014 album, Rainbow. We want to know what you think, whether or not you agree with us, because Cunningham's Law states that the best way to learn something on the internet isn't to ask a question, but to post the wrong answer somewhere. So make sure to find the Cunningham's Law subreddit where we have a dedicated post for this episode at reddit.com slash r slash Cunningham's Law Review. We'd love to hear from you through an anchor voicemail, or you can hit us up on Twitter at Cunning Review. We'll be back on Monday to take a look at Frank Crummett, Eddie Cantor, and Burt Williams' work for 1922, as well as three new artists. If you leave us an anchor voicemail that we end up using on the show, we'll review an album of your choice in a special episode, even if it's your own bands. If you like what we're doing here, leave us a review on your favorite podcasting service and follow the podcast on Spotify. And if you don't like it, definitely don't mention that to anybody. Until next time, I've been your host, Richie, and you've been listening to Cunningham's Law Review. Our theme music is a difficult subject by The Insider, and nobody else works here. (laughs) 